Hey everybody, it's Lyle. Just a reminder that I am going on tour to do Therapy Gecko live in several cities across the United States, and I would love to see you there. I will be interviewing random folks from the audience up on stage, and absolutely anything could happen. It will be very fun, very terrifying, and very gecko-y. You can find the link to get tickets in your city in the episode description. Okay, let's get into the podcast. Hi. Hey. What's your name? My name is Alex. Oh, your name is Alex. That's uh, that's believable. Yes, I believe. I, you know what? I believe you. You have a believable name. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> it's not. I, it's, I don't good. think it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just. It's sort of a neutral thing. Neutral. You got neutral it. Thing. You got it. How, how do you? Let's before we start. How do you feel right now? Just in this moment. Just take a set. You don't have to answer me immediately. You can really close your eyes and try to feel your own body and answer me honestly. Um. Well, this is the first time for me, so a little nervous. But I feel like that's pretty typical, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I promise, and this is a thing I've learned from put, trying to put myself in many situations where I'm nervous, is you're nervous, right? I guarantee you in five minutes you won't be nervous, but you, ha- you're, you have to push through that. It's just the nerves, right? It's just nerves. <laughs> just nerves. It's, it's just nerves. Well, you can't control yeah. it. I've, you can't reason with the central nervous system. It does what it does, and you have to accept it. And not fight it or freak out. You just accept that you feel nervous and that later you won't. You'll relax. Uh, Again, I guarantee in five minutes you won't feel that way. But let's see. John? John? I believe you. What's your name? Alex. Fuck. Who cares? Who cares? No. No. Your name is John. Your name is John. Mm. What am I doing? Alex. How can I get you? Is there a thing you wanted to talk about today that you called in to to to, to say? Yeah, so I'm kind of in a it's just kind of a weird life situation I'm like in. Um I'm like in the middle of dealing with it, so like you know, I'm just kind of curious on like your opinion. But is it okay if I like kind of set up the scenario? Yeah, of course, please. Yeah, of course. Okay, so my parents got divorced um, a couple years ago, back in like 2019. Um, they actually announced their divorce at, uh, you know, our wedding, <laughs> my wife and I's wedding, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so my parents got divorced. Um, my my mom is living in California while my dad's living in uh, Washington. So um, fast forward a couple years. About a year ago, my mom started dating, which is great. Like, super happy for her. I'm like, like, you know, go for it. You need to put yourself out there. Um, she's 54 years old to kind of give like a, a relative age range. Um, yeah, but then she started dating and she's, she, uh, the guy that she starts dating, she, he's, uh, 21 years old and I'm 24. So, kind of a weird, kind of a weird thing. And again, this is about like a year ago. And I actually found out on Instagram. <laughs> she didn't even tell me. Uh, mm-hmm. We had to, I had to like do a little bit of like searching on Instagram. I thought the guy was just a friend at first, but then 
I started putting two and two together when I would call my mom and she'd be like, oh yeah, I was out on a date. And, uh, and then, yeah, I just kind of had to put two and two together and I was like, oh, well, she's dating that, that guy that's like 21 years old. Okay. So kind of a weird situation, but I, again, I'm open-minded. I'm not like, I'm a very non-judgmental person. I'm like, okay, like a little weird, but all right, go for it. And, um, you know, then I met the guy probably like this year, like at the beginning of the year in January. So I think they were probably dating for a couple months at that point. Met the guy. He's okay. He's just like, he's, he's not the kind of person I would really hang out with. Kind of like a, kind of like a crypto bro. Very. Okay. I don't know. Just, just not like the type of person I would hang out with. Sure. Um, and then probably the most interesting thing about this is that it's kind of like splitting our family a little bit in a weird way where, you know, my sister is completely, uh, you know, cut off communication with, uh, with my mom and is like kind of taking the grandkids away at that point, which is a little excessive in my opinion but your sister has cut off communication with your mom because she is dating a 21 year old correct you got it okay so it's kind of got this weird tension in the family at the moment and you know i'm at this point in you know coming to today like in today's world august 24th right yeah. I'm just like, I still don't really know how to like feel about it. Cause in like this, like one instance, I'm like, okay, well, I'm like really happy for my mom. Like, I'm glad that like she's, you know, going out and, you know, living her best life. You know, I think that's what life is all about. Right. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's kind of like, it's just a weird, weird situation. And it's like, and he's kind of turning my mom into like a person that like, I wouldn't really want to hang out with either. Like she's gotten okay. very narcissistic, okay. very, um, just kind of all about her. Okay. So it's just kind of like, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm being like an asshole okay. by like not sure. talking to her as much anymore. Maybe feeling weird about sure. the situation, but Sure. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of kind of it. <laughs> and so I kind uh, of wanted you, to know, like, what are your thoughts on it? Or if, like, yeah, I have like yeah. an appropriate response, or yeah, you know. Do you still do you still feel do you feel nervous right now? Still, is your heart beating? Not as fast. You were right. Okay. Okay. We it hasn't even. It has, <laughs> oh, it's right. been seven minutes. Okay. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Your heart's not beating. We're chilling. Um, listen, man. Um, I mean, my, my opinion on this is, is pretty cut and dry. Uh, ah, fuck man. I, um, I, I, I almost, I feel a little bit bad for your mom, to be honest with you. I feel a little bit bad for your mom. Um, why? Cause, cause look, you, you love your mom, right? Oh yeah. Well, she's my mom. She's your like, mom. She's, you I your think mom. everybody agrees, right? Like your mom will always be your mom. Yeah, you love your mom, man. And you know, look, 
this 21 year old guy he's whatever he's an adult he makes his own decisions uh your mom she's an adult she makes her own decisions fucking dude if you really love your mom and you really want her to be happy let her go live her life and do whatever she's gonna do man like as is is as long as this a thing like this as long as this guy is not like you know being abusive or anything you know horrible like that if it's just that he's 21 i mean let the two of them fucking have fun with each other get whatever they need out of this thing it's none of anyone's really business to be completely honest uh i don't know why your sister i i'm finding it hard to believe that your sister is i don't know any and it's not even up for us to talk about because neither your sister nor your mom are here but i think that i would be surprised if your sister is cutting off your mom for just that right i don't know what their relationship has been like in the past i don't know what their dynamic is if they fought about anything before and this is like just a weird excuse or anything but if it's just simply the fact that he's 21 and she's 55 it's like let this dude let them live their like it do do i think they're gonna get married and live happily forever after i don't know is that any of our concern i mean dude let her let her live her life you know i i ask you you know genuinely what 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 is it that bothers you about this It's mainly just him. I don't like it's and but that's again that's where it's like it's none of my business who he is. I guess right because it's like he, they're living in like another state, like they're living their best life. You know, let them be that. Like maybe I don't really like him all that much, and I don't really agree with a lot of his stuff. But I think that's where like you're right. Where it's like who cares. <laughs> Like I'm living my life here in Arizona, and then they're living their life in in California. And yeah, who let it be? Right. I think this weird uh, contr- like listen. If you love your mom, if you really love your mom, uh, I th- and I uh, I was gonna say I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but if you're asking me, I think your concerns with her should be: Is she safe? And doing things that are safe and in situations that are safe. Um, and is she happy? And is she happy? That's really it. Is she safe? Is she happy? Um, and then other than that, you can't and shouldn't be trying to influence or control her decisions in any way, shape, or form. Unless if you really, truly, in good faith, believe that those decisions are um influencing our safety if you think they're influencing our happiness uh you know you can only do so much for a person but you know i would only really voice a lot of concern and and desire to control if you genuinely believe that they're fucking with her safety which does not seem to be the case here uh so dude let your mom live her life gotcha no yeah and and i that's kind of what my <laughs> that's kind of what I wanted to do and like that's, I just want to make sure that like I'm not going crazy and like it's 
I just wanted to be happy. That's really ultimately what it comes down to. I know it's kind of it's it's weird in a little weird way, but that no, I don't think it's weird. I don't think. Can I? I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna bring this up uh, because I'm trying to get where you're coming from. Because you're not feeling like this for no reason. There's an underlying thing, and the underlying thing is you want your mom to be happy, and you believe that this is not going to make her happy. Is that correct? I I I don't know what's gonna make her happy. Like if this is sure. what makes her happy, then that's what makes her happy. Sure. Um, you know, I I can't answer that question for and the for and her, even if it's but, not, even if like her they, even even if her relationship has problems that are due to her, the guy being twenty one and her being fifty, even if they, it's like that's her thing to figure out. That's her. If it is a mistake, it's her mistake to make and figure out and tweak and change. Because it's her life and her responsibilities as to what makes her happy. And you, as the playing the role of a strong, supportive person in her life, be there for her um, when she needs it. I think it's good that you're concerned for her safety and her happiness, but you got to let her live. You know, I wouldn't, I know, I sure as hell know I would not want my mom to be trying to control and voice her opinions all the time about my relationships. So I wouldn't do that to her. Of course. Of course. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for that input. I think you're right. hundred percent. Yeah, man. Is, um, do you, is there anything else you, you, uh, uh, have any thoughts about this situation or anything else you want to say? That you feel like we maybe didn't get to or anything like that? No, I think, like, of course, like, I could go on and on, right, about, like, the history, right? But, like, I think, you know, having that, like, third party, like, just, you know, you looking on the outside and just, like, seeing it for what it is, that's kind of what, like, I really needed. (laughs) So, um, like, I really appreciate that. Like, just let her live her life and i don't you know like i don't try to influence her in any way like i'm trying to be like as supportive as i can and it's just like the internal battle that i'm having right so yeah um, by the way how do you how do you feel right now how is your heart rate how is your nervousness oh i'm as cool as a cucumber there it is see there we go this is the i've been fucking trying to get that in my own head when every time I'm nervous, I'm like, 10 minutes from now, I'm not going to be nervous. I'm nervous right now, but and I can't make myself not nervous right now, but I push through it. That's that's how I'm trying to well, learn it's myself. It's weird, too. Like, I talk on the phone all day with other people, oh, man, yeah. but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but when you're talking with uh, when you're talking with a gecko, it's, uh, it's a little different. Okay, I'm going to say this last thing before we go. I have called... I remember I when uh reddit does these live streams all the time where other people were doing call-in shows and i remember i called in to somebody else's call-in show and they had like 50 people watching but i got nervous even though i fucking am do my own call-in show all the time i got nervous <laughs> calling to this other person's call-in show i don't know what the fuck it is but it's just a it's a natural thing. anyway um uh, Alex, thank you very much for calling, and uh, good luck to you. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Hello? Hello. 
What's your name? No way, man. No way I got on. This is John. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. What's up with you? Not much, brother. I just moved into a new apartment. Life's doing pretty good. Um, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie. I'm just really happy. And I, let me just take a moment, man. Let me shout out. Like, first off, thank you for the platform you've created, brother. This is such a cool place to just let everybody air their shit and their dirty laundry and get their voice. And I think that's, that's really dope, man. Thank you. I've been a long time listener on Spotify. Oh, fuck yeah. Thanks for listening, man. I, I appreciate that. I'm grateful that uh, anyone uh, uh, hangs out in, uh, uh, you know, entertains my crazy gecko notions. And I I'm, I'm really am honored that anybody listens to this. So I, I appreciate it, man. Hey, What's, um, the audience is here for it, man. We just we love the content. You, you have some real, real good, just kind of laid back, like, ability to just get people their open open space. Yeah, just thanks. thanks really man. appreciate What's, it, man. What's going on with you, John? What's happening here? So, uh, yeah, I think you got my description, man. Um, one of the things, so speaking of your podcast, one of the things I always love that you have, like, a lot of people calling about in my favorite episodes are the ones with people who have, like, a real weird fetishes, man. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm kind of in that ballpark. And yeah. I just kind of wanted to talk to you about just that kind of thing, man. Air, air your stuff, man. The our our penises and vaginas—they have minds of their own, and and sometimes we don't even control Yo, them. So, what's what's going on? So, like, I'll even I'll even say that I'm on the tame side, but like, I've just come to realize that, like, over the last, especially couple of years, um, I got like real in like into porn is kind of a weird way to put it, but like, I just started like using it a lot more, and I just started to realize, um. That it's, I mean, the self and like, you know, whatever it is, is a little out of control, but like the content that I view has gotten a lot more severe over time. And like, I'm a person that tries to, you know, live in the realm of reality and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, like, I understand how fucked it is, but like, I'm getting like super into like these women with these super unrealistic body standards, like, mm-hmm. you know, asses, the sizes of beach balls, waists that are so thin, they're not human. And like titties the size of basketballs, like, and it's just, yeah. I just, I'm amazed at how much, like, how I got to this point, and like, I just think about how fucked it is that I'm like, this is not what any normal woman looks like, and any woman who would put herself to looking like this is basically like they, they can't be a completely sane individual. I have to believe that. Um, and I just mm. don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm going down the wrong path because. I, I feel like I'm getting to a point now where it's like I look at normal women and it's just like, eh. Right. It doesn't do it and for like you I, unless like, there is like a, a truly, truly like non-human looking body proportions. Yeah, man. And and that's like some shit because like no sane woman or no woman that I would actually like have an interest in spending any kind of time with would look like that right like it's gotten to the point now where it's like it can't be like i'm not able to satisfy myself um like even to women that exist at that level it's like i have to go looking for you know like fucking cartoon shit or hentai or like 3d generated stuff Mm -hmm. and like i just feel like i keep going deeper down the rabbit hole and it's just I, I don't know. Like, is, like, in your opinion, is like, is 
is porn like another drug like that where it's like you just kind of get more Fuck extreme yeah. over time the worse you get with it yeah Fuck yeah it is hell yeah it is man you know when i was in uh, the first when i first started what it's funny you mentioned this because when i first started watching porn when i was shit third man when i was like 13 years old or 14 years old what you're describing that's what i was into there was a subreddit called it was called bolt on it's called bolted on to the max or something like that bolt on maxed something like that well i've been subbed to that subreddit for like three years i'm right there with you man do not worry about yeah. it yeah it that was exists. when i was it's, i got shit i guess i mean it must be around for like over a decade but yeah that was what i was i was i was into um and then lately you know i kind of faded out of that but i, I understand um where you're coming from here um Yes, I think that that porn it, it it shows you this unrealistic thing because you are you are no longer uh hanging out in the realm of reality. You're hanging out in the realm of the imagination. And the realm of the imagination uh is limitless. And uh the ceiling is uh is 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 you know, to the sky. It's infinite. So yeah. your your addiction Absolutely. will just keep going. It'll just keep going, and then you'll be like, you know, addicted to like, you know, wa- looking at like cartoon girls with like gigant like three D boobs the size of their entire body, and it'll just it'll just keep going because it can keep going because it's infinite. So it is a yeah. a dangerous you know a space to. To be in, I get it. It's a legitimate uh, addiction for sure. Is this something that you have, you know, like any other addiction? And addiction's a hard thing, whether whatever it is, whether you're a candy or heroin or alcohol, whatever the thing is. Mm-hmm. Have you sought any sort of a help? Have you have you gone down any sort of path of trying to? rid yourself of your addiction what has been your your journey thus far in combating this so i definitely have um it's interesting that you say that because i've only like not too recently come to accept that it's kind of an addiction thing like it's something that i really turn to and like the times where I'm like really stressed out and that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people do, but you know, a lot of people turn to some kind of vice to help them relax. But I feel like this is something that like, I mean, I'll be, I'll be real with you, man. It's, it's like, it's fucked whenever I'm like, you know, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm anonymous here. So fuck it. But like, you know, I'll be chilling at work in like my fucking cubicle and I'll just be like, Oh yeah fuck i'm thinking about this and then like dude it's mm-hmm. like to the point where like i'll even like secretly flip through the subreddits on my fucking phone or some shit like that and i'm oh, like yeah. Ooh, like this is really stupid like it's oh, really yeah. stupid especially because there's no explaining this if somebody walks past me but like nobody does like i'm not stupid enough to do it in like a really obvious way or a way that i would ever get caught but it's like dude i literally can't put this down for more for, like for four hours like i still will just dead brain like you know talking about you were just now autopiloting and shit and going on auto autopilot and shit mm-hmm. of like just looking at it i'm like what the fuck am i doing like i'm at work yeah. looking at this and this is going to be like this could be fucking disastrous oh yeah and it's yeah like, well because sure the, the, the addiction at, thing like, is that like kind of shit. yeah i mean the addiction thing that you got going on in your brain it's not going to play by your schedule it doesn't understand 
that you're in a workplace. It's just like brain want boobs. And it doesn't really have any. And it just squeezes that dopamine gland, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, you're looking for the hit, right? When you find like the, you're looking mm-hmm. for the hit of the right picture. Let me find the 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 girl with the exact size boobs that I'm looking for, and the internet has that to offer. And and like the search for the needle in the haystack of the right thing that's going to give you that hit is is what keeps you running on that treadmill you know i feel like i mean i'm not i don't know anything about neuroscience but i i, I think it, it it works a little bit like that as if i no you're right and think about the brain and even worse than that is that yeah yeah and even worse than that is that's so available like everywhere is the best way i can put it like i always have my phone in my hand right in some form or it's like always on my person mm-hmm. and it's like I don't keep, like, I mean, this is the worst thing, man. Like, I don't keep games on my phone because I think those are, like, a, a time sapper. Same thing with, like, TikTok and those kind of things. But, like, my my base, like, if my brain is just off is, like, to flip through porn, which is, like, I think it's really dangerous, man. And I think it's just, like, it, it overexposes me to that shit to the point where, like, you know, if I get, like, in actual encounters, it's, like, I'm overexposed to unrealistic shit. And then on top of that as well, I'm overexposed to that shit generally. Mm-hmm. Point where it's like I think like you know if it happens in real life I just kind of don't get as like thrilled by it because my brain's like this is this is not what we what we are into. Of course, I'm like no, yeah, it's, it's that the real thing, isn't it? Shouldn't that be more important? Of course, I, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like it's it's if you're eating entire bags of, of, of skittles thing, you know? and trolley gummy worms, then when you're finally served a, a nice plate of salmon. You're not going to want that shit. You want the crazy addictive <laughs> stuff. You know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. We, um, exactly. And I mean, it's even more fucked because I just, I'm, I'm almost afraid of where the fuck it'll go to, right? Because I'll say this, oh, yeah. I do believe that everybody has some kind of, like some kind of fetish inside of them. That they're not, even if they're not aware of it, there's something really freaky they're into. And I'm just worried, like, you know, where, where does this go for me as far as what I'm into? And on top of that as well, like, you know, what's what's the end train thing for this? Like, is the end when, like, I, you know, I'm browsing at work and someone fucking walks by and sees it and goes, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> um, and then I, you know, and it's like, what the fuck? You know, and I, that's like the ultimate thing that would be like, I, I, my ultimate shame would be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You that's your that's your your rock bottom where you're like okay I need to work on this. I would say that that's like the the thing that terrifies me the most of happening out of this. Um, I mean you know I, everybody's like I said everybody's into whatever they're into. Like I'm sure there's plenty of people who are into really weird shit that are plenty successful. I don't think that's stopping anything. But I think that if someone if I if anybody becomes labeled the dude who looks at weird shit at work. I think that you're just kind of ousted, period. Like, which is well, super unfortunate. Is, well, now we're, now we're finding a, a, a line here between, like, what is a fetish and how should a fetish be treated versus what mm-hmm. is, like, you know, a pornography addiction uh, and how, how should that be, be uh, you know, approached. Because, um, I mean, that that's, that's, that's a different thing. I feel like the, the whole fetish versus addiction i mean you're talking about a porn addiction here is that like a real thing that's recognized though like do people actually recognize this is like a real yeah man 
Yeah, I fucking shit. Yeah, that's yeah, dude. There's there's um. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. You I you just you just let out a little sigh of relief here. That I heard. Yeah. To to know that. Yeah. Uh, you no, I mean, no, porn addiction is a real thing. Uh, I mean, you can get addicted to kind of literally anything that gives your brain a hit of dopamine. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, you're not. True. Listen, so I mean, I can hear in your voice, I can hear the way that you're um, talking about it. I can hear a lot of shame, and uh, it's interesting. I'm thinking myself because I'm not an expert at this stuff, and I'd love to get perspectives from people who are about what to do with that shame. Right? You have this shame about this thing. But when I'm thinking about you and I'm thinking about your issue and I'm thinking about, okay, what is the best way for you to move forward to live healthier and happier and and better? And in that moving forward, what do you do with the shame? Do you do you attempt to abandon it altogether or do you use the shame to motivate you? Like, what do you do with it? I really don't know. I really don't know. I wonder how other people with other addictions kind of. What, where they put their shame, if they put it to use or if they put it in the garbage. See, you know, that's the thing is that, like, I feel like, and this is going to be probably the most, like, fucked opinion that I could have from honest with you, but I feel like it's easy. It would be easier for me to admit to others and, like, to seek outside support from, like, because, you know, what's the thing that they say with, um, with addictions generally? It's, like, seek support from your friends and family to kick that, to kick it, right? Mm-hmm. This is not exactly. I would rather confess to having a drug problem, my friends and family, than I would to having a porn addiction, which is like <laughs> really fucked if you actually think about it, because it's so much less worse in a lot of ways. Well, in every way, in literally every way. But yet, there's this higher level of shame that I think I'm not off base by saying that's just something that's. It's real hard to have a discussion about that with any human being in person, unless they're like a professional therapist, right? Which I think. Is this, I mean, like, is this something that I guess, like, I probably, if I'm serious about kicking it, someone might want to see somebody about it. Because I can't talk to, like... Of course. Of course. Of course this is something that you should see somebody to to talk about. I mean, there are people who are trained, it's their whole thing to help people with addictions. I mean, we're sitting here both kind of spinning our wheels about the path forward. And I'm did when I have any conversation on this show, I'm always thinking like, what would an actual person who knows things about the brain and how it operates have to say about this? Um, you should definitely go find so because also you're at the very least what I what I know you should do is I mean you're you're keeping this up, right? Like this is like a thing that you have um really bottled up in you. And the, the, your, your, your shame is just growing the more and more you bottle it up. And so whether it's right now 100%. on this phone call or if it's to a friend or if it's to a professional, you got to let this out and deal with it instead of holding it in like a fart that's about to explode your whole body. I love the analogy, brother, and I think you're right. I mean, I, I honestly, again, appreciate the platform for just the fact that I get to be kind of anonymous here and admit my problem. You know what I mean? And, like, just kind of seek a little bit of advice. I'm like, hey, I feel fucked, man. Where do I go? Um, and, you know, I think giving that input really helps out a lot. Just the fact of hearing, like, hey, you have a normal problem. It's not You're not the only one who has the problem, and it's just another form of addiction. You know, you can treat it just the same as anybody treats any other form. 
Well, we all have a thing, right? Like, like if yeah. I mean, there are people listening to this who might be like, "Oh, why is this guy?" You know, it's weird that this guy is into, uh, you know, bolt-on boobs, but then, like, they're addicted to TikTok. They check their email compulsively. They're eating McDonald's. They're smoking cigs. They're vaping. They're addicted to other people's praise. They're addicted to fucking video games. They're addicted to watching. You can get addicted to anything. Everyone has their things. Everyone has their problems. And to to have, a, like, a dick-measuring contest of, well, my problem's less shameful than yours, so I'm going to judge you, uh, or, or or vice versa, is is not, you know, a, a cool way to go about it. So, I mean, you're, you're in g- good company with other human beings who are dealing with just shit that they have going on. So, I mean, don't, don't you know, beat brother, yourself and I think- up about it. Yeah, and I think I honestly forgot that. Like, what's the the true statement? I think I can possibly say is that everybody's battling your own demons, right? And I think that that goes for both you, me, and everybody's in the audience. And Mm -hmm. sometimes I think it's really easy to forget that, that everyone's struggling with their own shit. And I just feel like I'm struggling with a problem that's never been dealt with before, which is just not true about just about anything, which is both a great great thing in reality. Go go look on the r slash bolted on max and see how many uh, active users there are on there right now, and you will you will realize you are not alone. Yeah, you got a good point, Dan. Somebody's wow, making those posts. The proverbial wisdom here. It's funny because you, when you're browsing porn, you think that you're like alone, but you're on a website that was first of all th- millions of other people are on. Uh, other people are people are commenting on this website. People are liking videos on this website. They're uploading videos. You think you're alone, but you are part of a, a really a large community when you're uh, on, these, <laughs> on these websites. But um, a large community of equally fucked up individuals. Yeah, fair enough. Well, John, man, uh, listen. I hope that you do get uh, you know the the whatever it is you need to to help kick this man is there anything else you want to say to the people of the computer before we go uh just exactly the advice we kind of came to here brother like everyone's bad on their own demons the best thing you can do is just kind of work on yourself and love yourself guys i'm i'm gonna go do that and find uh someone to help me with my problem and thank you lyle for the time and taking the energy to talk me through it and help me reach this conclusion man i appreciate it of course man thank you for calling you too man bye See, to me, the most funny thing about that call is that John and everyone who heard him and everyone listening to this knows what I'm talking about. John had this palpable energy to him. A lot of people call in and they have like a sluggishness to them. But John sounded like he was fully like he was in a suit and he like his head is held up high and his shoulders were broad. He had a really... It's so funny for him talking about a thing that he feels a lot of shame about. He had a very confident, um, strong, palpable energy to him just as a human being, which I find so interesting. He did not give off a cadence of a, of a broken man who's, who's, you know, a slave to the, the Internet showing him pictures of, uh, you know, Z-Cups. He sounded like a guy who, who drives his car and stops at stop signs and waves hello to the people in his apartment building when he sees them. He was a guy. 
And that's interesting, too, because he, he he's that guy, but he also is carrying this thing that he's shameful about. And I think there are maybe people that he comes into contact with in his life and when he presents himself uh, around that maybe think that he's got, you know, oh, I should be more like that guy. He has a, you know, his chin faces towards the sky as he walks around and... He's wearing a suit and a tie. He looks like there's nothing could possibly be wrong with him. Uh, but that's not the case because we all got a thing. My addiction right now this is a weird thing, but I'm addicted to watching uh, videos of people base jumping and their parachutes don't open. It gives me like a hit. And like, you know what I'm talking about? This like kind of more. I think it's like r slash morbid reality. Don't go on there if it's not for the fan of heart. But these like re- this really fucked up internet videos have been getting me hits. And yesterday I was um I was like do I was like editing something. It was like fucking two p.m. Just not a time for that kind of shit. And I my I wandered myself uh to the the subreddit and just was watching just really fucked up <laughs> fucking videos of ns uh, what what is uh not ns uh, fl type shit and i did, did i was like for an hour I, just because i would, he kept getting the hit from it you know really very similar to john's bolted on porn thing and i had a, I had a moment i'm sure very similar to john's moment where i was like the fuck am i doing right now watching this person get decapitated by a train at 2 30 p.m on a monday what am i fucking doing here I got locked into an algorithm. I got locked into the, the the weird fucking adrenaline hit that it gives me. And it's, um, I don't know, it's just an easy thing to get fucking lost into. So I get it. And I'm going to try tomorrow to not watch any videos of people getting hit by trains. Maybe. Feels good to get it out there. Feels good to get it out there. Hello? Hello? How are you doing, Jennifer? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm a gecko on the computer. Um, So, Jennifer, uh, how can Mm -hmm. I get you this evening? Um, Well, I came for some advice. Okay. Um, Well, I... I am a serial work dater. And a serial work usually dater? Is that somebody new... who serially dates people that they work with? Um, I'm, yeah, I would say I have uh, dated four different guys at my one job that I've been for at a year and a half. Okay. Um, and so my last... Um, ex-boyfriend brief it was only like two months um i'm 28 years old and he's 19 and i didn't really realize he was 19 until i kind of got myself in with the feelings and then i'm like well i really don't want to go back from here but let's see how this goes and uh lo and behold it was confirmed that he acts like a 19 year old. So, um, I needed support because I was going through a rough time and he was like, I don't even want to be a part of that. Like you deal with your own 
stuff and I get to deal with my own stuff. I don't want to help you. And I'm like, well, that's not what a boyfriend is for. Like, you're supposed to be there to support me. Mm-hmm. So we broke up. Um, Maybe like two weeks later, a new guy gets hired and I find him kind of cute. I flirt with him a little bit. And then um, we add each other on socials. Um, the day that I declared that I like had kind of like feelings for him, like I found out that my ex-boyfriend decided to befriend him. And they went and hung out that day. The day that I mentally decided that I was going to have feelings for this new guy at work. It was a little okay. weird. So I wasn't sure what to do because now my ex-boyfriend is friends with this guy that I have a crush on. Okay. So, all right. So you dated the the 19-year-old guy at work. You're, it's a new guy got hired. didn't work out. New guy gets hired. Your ex-boyfriend uh, makes friends with him. What What is the crux of your issue here, Jennifer? I'm divorced. That's the problem. <laughs> Why is that a problem? Because I spent almost 10 years with one person and I don't really know how dating works. So, like, it's just... Dating's awful. Okay, let's 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 People wrangle this awful. in here. Let's wrangle this in here because you're introducing <laughs> all these different elements, and I'm trying to find the through line between them. Um, okay, you were de- uh-huh. you were married for ten years. It says here you're 29 years old, so you were married from 19 to uh, 29. Was this a recent divorce? Um, it was almost 10 years. So it was like we it was eight and a half years together. I got divorced about a year ago. Okay, you got divorced about a year ago, and uh, in this past year, so okay, you were divorced for about a year ago, and then in this past year, you dated four guys at this place that you work with, the place you work at. Yes. Okay, and how soon after you got divorced do you find yourself dating new people? Well, the first guy kind of helped me through my divorce. Because obviously divorce isn't just like a one day process of breaking up. It's a pretty long process. So okay. um, even before I ha- got the job that I have, like I was in the process of divorce. Okay. So uh, what I'm asking, how, how I mean, long after much, you, I mean, how long after you sort of uh, uh, romantically, emotionally, sexually detached yourself from your ex-husband, did you start forming new uh, emotional, romantic, sexual attachments? Um, two months. Okay. Two, maybe three um, months. Okay. And it, it doesn't sound like any of them have worked out super well for you. Is that is that correct? Most of them have been on my part because I didn't want them. No. Okay. Um, have you spent, you know, a significant amount of time, I mean, especially after being married to someone for 10 years, have you spent a significant amount of time just alone? I mean, probably, I mean, alone, alone, or being, because like, I mean, I went through a whole phase. That's the thing. It's like, 
I got divorced and I went into a hoe phase. And it wasn't Jennifer, really I, I, I actually didn't even I actually didn't even people. bring up I didn't even bring up the thing that you told the call screener. It says that you uh you recently broke up with a guy. I don't know which guy it is that we've been talking about, but you're you're thinking about pursuing a relationship with this guy as a roommate. That was what it says you initially wanted to call in about. Yes. Yes. Okay, let's talk about that's that. what I want to talk about. Because I, I, I'm okay. getting I'm getting I'm getting the sense that this we're not gonna be able to cover every single aspect of all of this uh in in 10 minutes my life why don't, we, why don't we focus on this <laughs> no i'm not saying your i'm not saying your life is a okay. mess but you know people's lives and just complicated stuff so let's focus on this yeah so this new guy got hired probably about two three weeks ago i declared that i had feelings for him find out that he's friends with my ex-boyfriend and then we went out to dinner maybe about two days ago this new guy and it turns out that same day the new guy told me oh i just moved in with so and so now this new guy does not know that i dated his now roommate okay because i've kind of kept it under the rug because i'm slightly embarrassed by getting broken up with by a 19 year old is the ex-boyfriend the 19 and i'm really hope yeah, my ex-boyfriend's the 19-year-old. Okay. Is is this new guy, is, is he also 19? No, he's 23. Okay. All right. Um, but I don't know, because I know it's going to get messy, because now they're roommates. But when I had feelings for this new guy, they were not roommates. Okay. Um, listen, I I think this whole roommate thing it 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 feels a little bit irrelevant to me because if you like this guy and this guy likes you and you feel uh, confident about uh, that that this will blossom into something productive for you. Mm-hmm. Then the peripherals of who his roommate is and things like that sh- don't even matter. My but, but biggest the, the real, issue the real is question, the, the, the real question is, do you think, do you have a read? Because you've had like, you know, you had this divorce very kind of moderately recently. I don't know if a year is a long time for you. Everybody sort of recovers from that stuff, you know, in a different way. But you have these four. Yeah other situations that didn't go super well and so now if you don't want to keep wasting your time you you should really take into consideration with this new guy you know uh, thinking about your feelings thinking about who he is from what you know about him is this going to be a productive thing for you to pursue that's the real question i don't give a fuck who his roommate is nobody cares what what the real question is (laughs) Is this going to be a productive relationship for you to pursue? That's that's what I would ruminate on. Not, oh, how am I going to deal with his roommate? What, you guys aren't dating anymore. Who gives a shit? It doesn't matter. I mean, ultimately, I want to be friends because I feel like my biggest downfall with my most recent ex-boyfriend 
was we were very attracted to each other very fast. And that's kind of where our relationship started was just from attraction. And it wasn't at all getting to know each other. And I feel like I've learned my lesson with that. And now with this new guy, I want to get to know him before I try to pursue anything potentially. So right now I don't know, but I do see some potential. Okay, great. And I I like... I think I like hearing that because you've gone through these four things that didn't work out so well, but it sounds like you're learning more about who you are and what you want and how you want to approach relationships and you're applying that knowledge. Uh, and I think that's great. I think you should keep doing that. As far as the roommate situation goes, uh, it's irrelevant to me. I just feel like because he's 19 and so my ex-boyfriend, whenever I came back from dinner, my ex-boyfriend found out and he texted me and he seemed pretty upset. His He like deleted me off of social media the next day and I'm really afraid of my ex-boyfriend trying to sabotage this potential for a relationship because he's 19, he's petty, he doesn't understand his emotions and his feelings and... Honestly, that relationship failed extremely badly because he was just an awful boyfriend. But I'm worried. Jennifer, it, Jennifer, if your relationship he, with this new guy is worth anything at all, then it is not sabotageable by a 19-year-old kid. Oh, or by anyone except for you and the person. That is understood. Um... Jennifer, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? I forgot there was people on the computer, to be quite honest. I hope they're nice to me. So do I. It doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter. We're just talking to, on the phone here. But um, any, any final thoughts, feelings, sentiments, questions, comments, mm-hmm. concerns? Um, I hope everybody in the world has a beautiful and wonderful day. And every day is a learning experience. I hope so, too. Uh, thanks for calling, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Bye, Gek. There are so many people out there who get a lot of uh, happiness, fulfillment, all these sorts of great life things out of romantic relationships. But on the other hand, I I, I really do firmly believe that you should be able you're, you're happy your your baseline happiness and fulfillment in life should not depend on any external forces i'm not saying i'm there but i'm saying that's where where i think i should be and that's a, those are two difficult things to weigh do you understand what i'm saying it's like if you believe that you should be able to be happy and fulfilled completely of your own volition, you know, sitting on a fucking patch of grass doing nothing, then should you even pursue relationships? I don't know. I, I, I These are just fucking things I'm always thinking about. Um, and that's why I don't I tr- fucking I mean, I probably do all the time, but I try not to give advice. I just want to talk people through things. Hello. Hello. 
Who is this? Uh, what's up? This is John. This is John? Yep. It says here your name is Max. Yeah, I am Max. I was just going by a fake name. Okay. Do you want me, I mean, do you want me to call you by your fake name? Yeah, no, I don't really care. You can call me Max. <laughs> okay. Do you are you about to tell me something that you're afraid that other people like who know you would find out about? Hmm. I, I just won't say my company name and I think I'll be good. Okay. Um what's what's up, Max? How you doing? I'm doing good. I mean like okay. relatively my life's going great. I just don't like my job that much. What's going on at your job? Uh basically I see my coworkers kind of incentivized to violate the law. Uh, by like spraying certain plants they shouldn't or in areas they shouldn't and it causes harm to the environment. Hmm. And okay, I'm also well, start me off. Start me off with this. Where do you work? Uh, it's a pest control company. Okay, you work at a pest control company and you say that you are incentivized yeah. to 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 break the law. Yeah, basically. And what law are you breaking? Just, um, there's certain laws put in place by the agricultural department, like not spraying mm -hmm. pollinating plants. And I've seen my coworkers do it. I always try and avoid it, but it's kind of hard to. Uh, when bugs go to those plants, it kills them, like honeybees and all the good stuff, like butterflies. Hmm. So, you are supposed to spray these plants that you claim. Uh, uh, it, it, why, why is there a law that protects these plants? Well, it's because the way that the uh, environment works is, you know, everything's a little piece in it and everything goes together. And uh, the pollinating plants like all types of bugs that are reliant on going to that plant to pollinate they go there and they die from the pesticide sprayed on the plant and the plant dies because uh, nothing will pollinate it anymore because it has pesticides on it so if this kills the plant and the whole point of the business is to have the plants why would the company incentivize you to do something that hurts the plants uh well really it's just like if there's a really infested house and let's say a customer has it completely overgrown on the outside plants everywhere and like they can't you can't spray the outside when there's that much plants like under the law but i've seen my coworkers do it because we have like a a number that tracks our score on how well we do houses and everyone wants theirs to be really good so they'll spray that plant because they don't care. They don't want that number to drop. So because if it drops too low, you get fired. So wait, 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 wait. When you say you do houses, do you mean you go uh, to people's I, houses and you spray their plants yeah. to kill the pests? 
Yeah, basically. It's mainly the house itself I'm spraying. But sometimes okay. there's plants up close to the house. So why do people why do people call you to come spray their house? People call me to spray their house basically because they'll have ants inside or spiders, just the normal stuff that are just get into your house. Okay. People don't want them in their house. Okay. What I'm trying to understand here is why this company incentivizes you to do what you do. Or I don't I'm gonna be honest, I don't really understand what you do. Do you do you 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 go to people's houses and you kill plant you kill pests so that they can live in a house yeah. that doesn't have ants, correct? Yeah. I spray it on their house. Just so okay. that they can't get in, but and so is this and, and the stuff that you spray on their house, it's bad for the environment? If you follow the law, no. If you are what very accurate law? with where you're spraying, the law is just you can't spray the pollinating plants or really anything outside the house itself or concrete foundations. But also Listen, you know what? Like, you know what? You know what? We don't have you know what? I I've I've made my decision on this call and here's what I'm going to tell you is let's step back for a second cuz we're getting too into the nuts and the bolts of your job. Let, let's start okay from an overview of your life. You like, I I look I don't understand the nuts and bolts of this law, but what I do understand is that you seem to care a lot about the environment. Yeah, it bothers me when those laws okay. are broken. You seem to care a lot about the environment. And you seem to care when people violate laws and do things that are wrong for the environment. Is that an accurate statement? Yeah, basically. Okay. When you go about your day-to-day -day life, are you doing things that uh, uh, feed that passion that you, you seem to have? For preventing people from fucking up the environment? Not really. Just kind of a bystander. Okay. So I want to get out of the specifics of you and your coworkers and this thing and this, this law. And I want to get into the general of you going about your day living for a thing that you care about. So why do you feel as though you are not living day-to-day -day in service of a thing that you care about? Uh, I don't know. I just, I'm at a point in my life where I don't know what I care about in terms of the future. But We know what you care like... about. You called it, what do you mean you don't know what you care about? You <laughs> are called in to tell me about a very specific pesticide law. Nobody gives a fuck about pesticide laws, but you do. Do you know how beautiful that is to give a fuck about something that nobody gives a fuck about? That's special. We, it's because nobody gives a shit about the pesticide laws that we need people like you that do. So, I mean, for you to sit here and call me and, and silently seethe over this thing, it's like, what? I mean, this is such a specific thing. What on a grander sense can you be doing to serve this thing that you give a shit about? I, I, you can't sit here and tell me that you don't know what you care about. I, we all know what you care. You care about the environment. That's what were you that's why you called. 
Yeah, that's true. Okay. I guess kind of a thing I've been debating is whether or not I should contact like a government agency about it, just report so we get inspected or something. But look, you know, you can do that. You can do that. And that'll help you in this one specific instance, but and sure, maybe maybe you do that, maybe you don't, but that's not what I'm interested in right now. I'm interested in you how can you Alright, step even further back. I'll step even further back. Do you like this job? Um, besides the aspect of that, it's all right. But at the end of the day, I'm still thinking about killing stuff. Not a fan of that. Okay, what do you want to do? Uh, I think I want to go to college, but okay. specifically, I don't know. What do you want to study in college? Um... I was a big fan of geology in high school. Rocks? And I think I want to... Yeah, rocks. But more importantly, like, just how the soil of all of the Earth reacts oh with the environment. Oh, my God. Max, I'm going to tell you... I'm going to tell you... that I'm going to give you a thing. I hope it, I hope this is motivating. But you seem to have right. passion first. And I, I it's going to sound at first like I'm making fun of you, but I promise... It'll, this will all come around. You have a passion all right. for stuff that just that is so boring. That no, I, now it's gonna sound like I'm making funny, but hold on. You have a passion for stuff that is so boring that nobody cares. Nobody cares about dirt. I don't think about dirt at all. Nobody listening to this ever thinks about dirt or pesticides. Which and that's bad because they're probably important, maybe. And so we need so. you. As a person who gives a shit about things that nobody else does, like dirt and rocks and fucking plant laws, to really attack that sector uh, uh, as passionately as possible, because if you don't do it, nobody else will, because no one else cares about fucking rocks. Does that make sense? Yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. Because I I know I I don't care about rock. I think it's so boring, and I would never. I don't want to hear anything you have to tell me about dirt and soil and stuff. But I just I think I don't know if I'm right, but I feel like deep down, something about soil and rocks does affect my day to day existence. And if there weren't people who gave a fuck about it, somehow something in the universe that those people are preventing would come up and fuck me over and fuck everyone else over. All the people who didn't care about the rocks. So the people who don't care about the rocks need people who care about the rocks. So just go forward valiantly with your your stupid rock stuff because I know it's going to help somebody. Does that make sense? That was really, yeah, that was really inspiring, Lyle. Thank you. Good, good. Um, Max, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, no, nah, not really. Thank you very much for calling, man. You have a good rest of the day. Thanks, you too. Oh my god. I, I, I would not want to be that guy. I mean, I'm glad I'm so then again, this is what I mean by that. I, I would kill myself if I were that guy, 
but I'm so glad that he is him because if he weren't him, I would already be dead because the thing that the people who care about soil are doing to prevent me from dying, we need people who care about soil to do. Does that I, that makes perfect sense in my mind. Thank you for calling, Max, and thank you for doing what you do with the rocks.